another week of scriptures revealed and we are continuing our journey through the book of Ephesians and allowing our hearts to become enamored by the one who pursued us who chased us who came after us with all that he had I'm talking about the Lord God Almighty and the Lord Jesus Christ and the precious Holy Spirit and that is what the whole aim again of this wonderful book of Ephesians is about so again I am so excited that all of you have decided to join me on this journey. I am delighted. Also, I just want to remind you that if this podcast is blessing you, please don't forget to share it with your friends, your family, your students, uh, even your other mentees, and even people that you think are just hungry for the word of God. Share it with them. Uh, Share your um, thoughts about the podcast and how it is blessing you, transforming your mind, helping you become all that God has called you to become, because that, my friend, is the power of the word of God. The word of God is the power to form you. It is the power that God uses to morph you into who he has originally designed you to be. I know life can be frustrating. I know life can seem like it's not progressing and moving at the pace and at the speed and at the time that you desire it to. But the beautiful, magnificent power of the word, it has the power to change and transform a life. I mean, that is what I do when I get in the word of the Lord. I before I begin to meditate on any scripture, before I begin to ask the Holy Spirit to unlock any word to me, I rejoice over the fact that I hold in my hands the power to change me, the power to transform me, the power to revolutionize my life. There is nothing like the power of of the word of God and I you have to stay excited about it or because when you lose your excitement about the word of God then you lose the 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 courage the tenacity and the passion you need uh, to be motivated about your process of change God wants you changed God wants you transformed. And not only does he want it for you, he's given you the tool necessary to be totally and radically transformed. I know you think that's just a part of your personality. Certain things are just a part of how you are. But all of that can be changed by the power of the word of God. You don't have to stay the way you've always been. You don't have to do the things you've always done. You don't have to go down the path you've always gone down. But you can be transformed by the word of the Lord. And Ephesians is a wonderful book to start in because Ephesians is going to give you a beautiful layout of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's going to give you a beautiful layout of explaining to us what Jesus did in the gospels. It's going to give us a beautiful layout of what Jesus did for us on Calvary. It's going to give you a beautiful layout of what Jesus did when he went in that grave for three days and when he came back up and when he ascended to the Father. All Jesus, the whole purpose of Jesus' mission 
was to open the way for us to be a part of a brand new nation, for us to be a brand new people, for us to not be held captive to our past, to our failures, to our mistakes. He does not want wanting us living in shame and condemnation and guilt and regret and brokenness and damage. And we're going to talk about how the gospel is all about making you whole again. And, and that is what Jesus came to demonstrate to us, reveal to us, unlock for us and move us into that arena of victory that we've only dreamed about there is a level of victory for you to walk in. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how hard you feel like you've fallen. I don't care how deep you feel like that pit is. There is a life of victory for you. And if you will believe the word of the Lord that Paul discloses to us in the book of Ephesians, that there are multiple things that are going to happen. Number one, you're going to fall in love with the man Jesus Christ. You are going to be so in love with him. You're going to find out that he loved you and he did all of these wonderful things for you even when you didn't deserve it even when you weren't looking in his direction even even though you didn't guarantee that you were going to surrender to him or submit to him or accept him he did it anyway because he is passionately in love with you and he's passionately pursuing you and that is the power and the beauty of his heart so you're going to you're going to see the love affection the the passion that Jesus has for you and then you're going to see what is available to you as a Christian in the book of Ephesians you're going to see the 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 blessings and the advantages and the kind of life that God has intended for you to live all right so I know that was just my a little pep talk to you this week because I want you to stay encouraged about the word of God. The word of God can really change anything in your life. And not only can it change anything, it can change you. You can be changed. You can be transformed. You can get out of that pit. You can break out of that cycle. You can climb over that mountain. You can get out of that valley and you can live on the plane that God has called you to live on. And the plane is called victory. That plane is called triumph. That plane is called you are more than a conqueror. That plane is where God is handing out victory to you daily. The Bible says in the book of Psalms that he is daily loading you with benefits. I mean, daily doing it, daily doing it. You have not run out of the mercies of God. You have not run out of the blessings of God. You have not run out of the favor of God. You have not run out of the chances of God. But every day that you open up your eyes and you take your first breath for that day, that is a sign and a testimony to you that you have been given another opportunity to be changed and transformed by the word of the Lord. So that's just for free. We're going to keep moving through the book of Ephesians and uh, and let the word of God just explode on the inside of us and bring us into a new degree of transformation. Uh, last week, we only got through two verses. We got through verses 11 and 12 in chapter 2 of Ephesians, and we talked about the cultivation. And we learned that the secret to being cultivated and the secret to growing anything is in the power of your memory. And that uh, we learned that the memory is not to be used to torment you. It's, it's supposed to be used to cultivate you. And if you 
use it properly and you use it right, it will help you grow in the things of God because you will you will remember where you came from, who you were, what you were doing, what you were about, and how the Lord has radically changed your life. Oh no, you're not where you're going to be. You're not living in the arena of victory that you're going to live in. And this time next week, you're going to be more victorious than you were the last week. But the glorious thing about it is that you are still ahead of where you've been. And if you will allow your memory to go back there and to meditate on that, meditate on the goodness of God in your process, meditate on the goodness of God in your journey, then it will begin to to start a cultivation process in your heart that will further uh, move you along in your deliverance process, in your wholeness process, in your wellness process in the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's what we covered. And we stopped in verse uh, 12, and we're going to move on forward. So we're going to pick up in verse 13. And verse 13 says, but now. Now, we talked about where we've been last week. But now. I love that that word, but. In the book of Ephesians, that word, but, is mentioned 25 times. There are 25 times that the word, but, is mentioned in the book of Ephesians. And whenever you see that word, it always means that God has more to say. God has more to say. Now, I'm going to uh, remain as calm as possible. (laughs) But that will encourage you on any day, is realizing that God has more to say. I know what other people have said about you. I know what you have thought about you. I, I know that, you know, people that you deem close may have spoken word curses over your life. And you may have thought that you would never achieve. You would never conquer. You would never overcome. You would never break out of. But the bottom line is God has more to say. Everybody in your family may have died from that disease, but God has more to say. Everybody in your family may battle from depression and battle with divorce and, and battle with uh, fornication and battle with drugs and alcohol and all types of cycles of rejection and abandonment. But the truth, the beauty of the gospel is that God has more to say. That, That ought to encourage you on any day on any day, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter where you find yourself, you've got to be encouraged in the fact that God has more to say. That's what the Bible says David did. The Bible says that when David found himself where his enemies were encamped around him, and it wasn't just uh, David's enemies weren't always just his haters. And I know we want to park there and, and shout and dance over the fact that our haters can't touch us and our haters can't hold us back. But the truth of the matter is that, that your haters are not your greatest enemy. Your greatest enemy is living on the inside of you. It is that unrenewed, unconverted, untransformed soul. That's your greatest enemy. I know you think it's the person that don't like you and the person that's slandering your name and the person that's holding you back from promotion and the person that just just don't like you, that's envious and jealous. And I mean, everybody want haters. I know. Glory to God. I salute you. But the truth of the matter is your real enemy is not external. Your real enemy is not even the devil. How do I know it's not the devil? Because the Bible says that he spoiled principalities over in the book of Colossians. The Bible says he disarmed the enemy. He's already defeated Satan. Satan is a defeated foe. foe. The Bible says even in the Old Testament that he tells Israel, your warfare is accomplished. The, that, that thing is done and settled. The end of the story is you win. God wins. The kingdom of God advances. The kingdom of darkness has been disarmed. The enemy is not even your greatest foe. 
nothing external. Nobody external is your greatest enemy. Your greatest enemy is your unconverted soul. That's why the Apostle James said, I want you all to receive with meekness though engrafted word because it has the power to save your soul. You would be a lot further along if you could get your soul renewed and converted and saved. If you could get your mind renewed, if you could get your emotions anchored, if you could get your will surrendered, you would be a lot further along. Who cares what they're saying? Who cares what's going on around you? Who cares what anybody is doing or saying and all of that? If you would get that soul converted, you would move along. You would transform regardless of what anybody says. You would be delivered regardless of what anybody said. You would walk in prosperity regardless of what anybody is saying. You would walk in wholeness regardless of what anybody is saying or doing, including Satan himself. Nobody and nothing can stop a soul that has been converted. A soul that has been converted, that has allowed the word of God to totally change and transform it. That's the truth of the matter. So we look at that word, but now in Christ Jesus or in the nation of Jesus Christ, you who were once, who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Now that is an amazing verse, an amazing verse. Paul says here, God has something else to say to you, that he knows where you've been. He knows what you've done. But the truth of the matter is this, no matter how far you have been away from God, no matter how deep you have been in that pit, no matter how many years you have traveled in that cycle, no matter how many years you have lived in that condition, but because of the blood of Jesus Christ, you have been brought near to him. And I was reading once uh, or actually talking with somebody uh, before and uh, they were sharing their process of how they began to break out of cycles and break out of things that they knew that God wanted to deliver them out of. And they knew that God had a place of freedom and victory for them. And they became hungry for victory. They became hungry for freedom and deliverance. And that is imperative that you will never experience something you are not hungry for. That's why the Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord. Lord is good because you if, if you're going to taste something you got to be hungry for it you, if you're going to digest it you've got to be hungry for it and so the beginning of any process is hunger that whether it is a process of freedom a process of victory a process of healing or even a process of sin a process of death a process of bondage it all starts with the hunger so the problem is we've got to learn what to do with our hungers and what hungers to feed and what hungers to abstain from because the beginning of all process process is hunger and the beginning of everything is a hunger now that's free <laughs> but when they were I was talking to them about the process of moving into victory and one of the things they did was once they got a revelation about the blood of Jesus and the power of the blood of Jesus is that when the enemy would come and thoughts would flash across their minds um I'm gonna give you this is I'm giving you all a lot of tips to walk in victory today uh I didn't plan on it but uh, one uh, another tip is this is understanding that thoughts are going to come but thoughts themselves are not sin thoughts cultivated become sin 
Say that to you again. Thoughts can flash across your mind and it's not sin. It, what, what makes the thought of sin is when you cultivate it, when you ruminate over it, when you meditate on it. Because if you do that long enough, it's going to develop into a hunger. And the hunger is going to develop into an action. And the action is going to develop into a lifestyle. And the lifestyle is going to lead you to death. So that, that is how that process uh, operates. But, but thoughts are going to come. The problem is don't let the thoughts park there. Yeah, I may I may have had a thought to to do this and to say that, but and, but the key to victory, and we talked about it before, the key to victory, the key to freedom is choosing the right way. It's choosing the way of righteousness. You have the power to choose, no matter what those thoughts are. You have the power to choose to go a different way. So uh, they were, again, going through this process, they would have thoughts that would cross their minds, and what they would do when they got that revelation of the blood of Jesus is that they would just... Uh, they would start talking out loud and they would scream out, but the blood of Jesus, but the blood is greater, but the blood is greater, but the blood is greater. And the revel and the more they would scream that out loud and declare that and confess that over them, but the blood is greater, but the blood is greater. The blood, then that their minds and their hearts will become synchronized to the fact and rejoicing over the power of the blood of Jesus, not that thought that just entered their their body and their mind, not that desire that rose up on the inside of them, but they started rejoicing over the power of the blood of Jesus. And I believe that a lot of, we need a new and fresh revelation of the power of the blood. It is the blood of Jesus that can that can change and transform. It is the power of the blood. The blood, when you go through the Old Testament, one of the things that God uh, initiated first when sin entered the planet, watch this, when sin entered the planet. Now, sin did not originate in the planet, but when sin entered the planet, I want you to hear that. See, crime didn't start in the Garden of Eden. Crime started in heaven. Everything finds its origin in another world. The earth is not a place of origin. (laughs) That includes you. You didn't start here. You started in another world. The, that's why your spirit is going to last forever. But when uh, when sin entered the planet, after sin entered the planet, what God introduced to mankind was the power of the blood. He taught them offerings. He taught them sacrifices. He taught that I needed blood. Why? Because in the blood, the Bible says over in the book of Leviticus, that life is in the blood. So blood represents life. That if you give your blood, you're in essence saying that I'm giving my life. And here, Paul is saying, but in the nation of Jesus Christ, those of you that were far off, those of you that were strangers, those of you that were not a part of my of my nation, those of you that were not my people, you have been brought near. You have been made my people by the power of the blood of Jesus or the life of Jesus. Because in the blood of Jesus is his life. So here's some, here's a revelation about the blood. The blood of Jesus is everything or contains everything, contains every ability, every capability that the life of Jesus had. If you can find it in the life of Jesus, then you have access to it in the blood of Jesus. Say that to you again. And I'm backing all of this up with scripture. The Bible says in Leviticus that life, that the life of the flesh is in the blood. My life is in the blood. If you think about yourself, if I was to take all of your blood out of you, 
if I was to take it out of you completely, what you're going to be left with is a dead body. Because the life, the life that is flowing through you is flowing through you through the power of your blood. So watch this. So the life of the flesh is in the blood. If I have been made brought near, if I have been brought close to God because of the blood of Jesus and the blood of Jesus was shed on my behalf, I have been given that blood to use in my life. Then I've got to understand that everything, (laughs) everything that if I can see it in the life of Jesus, then I have access to it with his blood. If I can, if I can look in the life of Jesus and I can see healing, then I have, I have access to healing through the power of the blood. Why? Because I see it in his life and blood. (laughs) The life of Jesus is in his blood. If I can see Jesus walking in victory, if I can see Jesus overcoming, if I can see Jesus being more than a conqueror, if I can see that in his life, then I can access it through his blood. So now I'm not just pleading the blood of Jesus because that's just some religious thing to do. No, the blood of Jesus is what is giving me access to his life. So I'm pleading the blood of Jesus over my mind. What am I doing? Is that I'm saying the same type of mind that Jesus walked in in his life, I want my mind to have access to it. So I plead the blood of Jesus over my mind. Let the life of God's mind flow through me. And I and I plead the blood of so the blood is not just washing me, but it's washing me for a purpose. The blood isn't just cleansing me of sin for the sake of cleansing me of sin, but it's cleansing me of sin for a purpose. God wants me clean so that I, so that Christ can flow through me through the power of the blood. Man, that's amazing. That's why Paul says over in the book of Galatians, Paul said, I'm in travail for you all until you, uh, and birth again until Christ be formed in you. He said, I'm, I want Christ to manifest in you. I want him to show himself strong and mighty in you. And here Paul gives us in one little verse a secret to having the life of Christ manifest in you. And the secret to having that life manifested is the power of the blood of Jesus, the power of the blood of Jesus. Now, I want to show you something. Uh, I, uh, I don't know if we're going to get a verse 13 today, and I did not mean for that to happen. But go over to uh, the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews, and I want us to see here. Book of Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11, that says, But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, Then through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is not of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purification of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Do you, are you starting to see this about the power of the blood? Let me show you something here. Here, the writer of Hebrews shows us that under the old covenant, they use bulls and calves and, and heifers and they, and they 
gave their blood and it cleansed and it purified the flesh and it did it temporarily. But what the blood of Jesus has done, it, it has secured for us an eternal redemption. What am I, what I'm again trying to show you that everything that you can find in the life of Jesus, you have access to it through his blood. You remember when the disciples, uh, they were following Jesus and Jesus began to teach what they considered to be strong doctrine. And Jesus said, and they wanted to follow him and they were enamored by his miracles. They were enamored by the healings. They loved his teachings. They loved the fact that he could stand before a crowd of multiple thousands and teach with authority. They loved the fact that not only could he teach people with authority, but he had authority over sickness and disease. And he even had authority over the elements. And they were following this man, flocking to this man, wanting to be around him, wanting to be mentored by him, wanting to be discipled by him. And then Jesus drops a bomb on them. And he says, you know what? If you really want to follow me, if you really want to be a part of my group, a part of my a group of disciples, a part of my nation, you got to do something. You got to eat my body and you've got to drink my blood why because jesus was not when jesus walked the planet he was not trying to make a superstar out of himself jesus came on an assignment jesus came to destroy the works of the devil and how did he do that he did that by not just dying on the cross dying on the cross was a part of it he died and gave his life on the cross of calvary so that he could produce sons of god So prior to him getting on the cross, he was showing sons of God how to walk on the earth. This is how you do it. You don't let sickness dominate you. You don't let infirmity rule you and rule those around you. No, you walk in authority over it. No, you don't let the storms of life keep you from fulfilling the purposes of God and the will of God. Who cares that the rain is falling? Who cares that the wind is blowing? Who cares that we're out on this boat in the middle of nowhere I said we're getting to the other side and I'm not going to allow even the elements to hinder me from fulfilling purpose. Who cares that death thinks that it has won another victim and it has taken another person captive? If it's not time for them to go, then death, where is your sting? (laughs) Grave, where is your victory? He was showing sons of God how to do it. Now, How does that, what does that mean to me? Is that if I can see it in his life, what the blood of Jesus has done for me is that it has given me access to walk this planet as a son of God, as a son of God. So that's why Paul, Paul in one verse in the Bible says, I was the chiefest among sinners. And then another verse in in the Bible, Paul says, I've never wronged anybody. (laughs) How was he able to do that? He was walking and moving in the power of the blood of Jesus. I can stand today and say, I've I've not wronged anybody. I can stand in one breath and say, you know what? Like Paul, I am the chiefest of sinners. Like Paul, I've made tons of mistakes. Like Paul, I've gone down the road, the bad, like Paul, I've gone down the wrong road a lot of times, made a lot of bad decisions, ended up in a lot of pits. Lived in a lot of cycles. And guess what? I'm, <laughs> I can stand today and say that I've been emancipated and I've been liberated. Now, am I going to be delivered even more? Absolutely. Am I going to be emancipated even more? 
Absolutely. Am I going to find new degrees of freedom and deliverance to walk in? Absolutely. But the reason why I'm able to do it is because of the power of the blood of Jesus. And so because of his blood, my dead conscience has been cleaned. I've been washed on the inside. I've been purified. I've been cleansed. Not for the sake of being cleansed, but I've been cleansed so that I can walk the earth and take authority over sickness and disease. I've been cleansed and and brought near. See, all of this brings me near to him. See, Jesus didn't want anybody near to him that couldn't operate like him. He didn't have the disciples following him and say, now just stick with me. The Bible says that Jesus got frustrated that the disciples weren't operating in the level of power and authority he was. When he came down off the Mount of Transfiguration and the boy was bound by a demon and they couldn't cast that devil out, Jesus said, how long do I have to put up with you? I want you all to do this. I want you all to do this. So in order for them to do it, what did he give them? He gave them his life. He gave them his blood. He gave them his body. And that is what he's doing for you. He said, I don't have to, I don't have to walk. You don't have to walk this planet as a captive to sickness and disease. Because of the blood of Jesus, you've been purified and cleansed enough to take authority over it. You don't have to live in subjection to death and because you know, all cycles of bondage comes from death. The enemy is a spirit of death. You don't have to live in captivity to that because you have been brought near, because you have been given access to the blood of Jesus. Use the blood of Jesus to cause you to step into a new arena of victory, of conquering, of triumphing, of being more than a conqueror in this life. The Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. God wants you to rule. He wants you to reign. And he wants you to do it through the power of the blood of Jesus. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. Well, I am out of time and we only got through one verse this week. But again, I want to read that verse to you. Chapter two, verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, which but now means God has something more to say in Christ Jesus or in the nation of Jesus Christ. You who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. You've been brought near to freedom, brought near to authority brought near to victory, brought near to healing, brought near to wholeness because of the blood of Jesus. Meditate on that this week. Let that go over in your mind this week that you have access to the blood and that you are going to apply the blood everywhere you want to see the life of Jesus Christ manifest. You want to see it in your body? Apply the blood. You want to see it in your mind? apply the blood. You want to see it in your finances? Apply the blood. You want to see it in your family? Apply the blood. You want to see it in your intellect? Apply the blood of Jesus because the blood of Jesus is giving you access to everything you can find in the life of Jesus. Well, guys, I'm out of time again. Thank you all for joining me for another week of Scriptures Revealed. And we are going to continue our journey through the book of Ephesians, learning to fall in love with the man who left heaven to pursue us. Because the more we fall in love with him, the more we're going to surrender to him. And the more we surrender to him, the more we're really going to live out our purpose and destiny on the planet Earth. I am excited that you all are joining me. Don't forget to share this. 
don't forget to let me know how this is blessing you, how it is encouraging you, how it is transforming your life. And leave me testimonies as well. You can go to my website, rickywatsonjr.com, email me and let me know of, of the things that are happening, taking place in your life as you are being transformed by the word, by the power of the word, and even now by the power of the blood of Jesus. Thank you all for joining me this week, and I'll see you all next week. Have a great day.